Hello and welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host Christine and we are back for the third episode of Vikings Valhalla on Netflix entitled The Martians. Did I say The Martians? Oh my god, me and R word. I just... When there's too many of the vows in the... I don't even... I'm not even making sense right now. I know I'm not making sense. You know why? Because it's 10 o'clock on a Friday. <laughs> and I did not hesitate afterward to start getting fucked up. So, this should be interesting. This episode was written by Vanessa Alexander. Directed by Steve St. Leaguer. I gave it an 8.8 out of 10. Mainly because... Harold looks so fucking fine. Every man, when he took down his man bun and his locks was just flowing. Fuck me, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me. Oh my god. Okay. Oh my god, it was distracting as hell. Leif at least got some mud all over his face to cake up his fineness. But you got Harold out here looking like a whole damn snack. Mmm. Yummy, yummy, yummy. So how do we want to break this down? Because we're not going to go scene by scene. I think we're just going to stick with the storylines. And I think last time we started with the boys. So let's start with the girls. Freitas and a group of pilgrims travel to Uppsala. They're all happy. It's full of nature and very much a, a, a video of Inya from that artist called Inya. love me some only time by them i love quite a few songs by them (laughs) so i ain't shading i ain't shading it just definitely came off like a commercial and then they stop to make camp get some water you know wash ourselves off a little bit when very suddenly they are attacked by uh i guess he's classified as a berserker but he had hats all over his face he got that christian chain nobody fucks with the jesus it instantly became like a territorial hip-hop beef you know like east i see you walking them colors from the east coast i'm from the west coast that ain't like there was no words he just jumped them and the three men were apparently no match for this guy now a berserker is classified as not someone who's probably under the influence of mushrooms as a common misconception about berserkers in general or vikings that they had to be on some serious drugs and considering how many drugs that america was doling out through not one not two but several wars you know just uh, just take these tablets don't worry about the the copious amounts of cocaine inside of them <laughs> or in some cases lsd no it's totally fine but no they were most likely taking uh henbane and alcohol they got they got really psyched up you know before they went so they fought in like this trance like fury and thus they are called berserkers because they ain't seen somebody that's that in love with killing 
but we know now in the 21st century that it'd be like that i feel like there were a lot of berserkers back in the day and not i think there's a comment that life makes a little bit later i don't see the difference between christian and viking like at all oh oh chill chill baby ooh. whole game full of drugs we'll get back to my favorite budding friendship slash about to be a whole ass ship in a minute <laughs> i don't know what it is about me and the viking shows where i ship the men far more than i ship the heterosexual relationships and the homosexual ones do not exist it is one of those in which i am shipping something that is i understand that they're two heterosexual males and i would never think it would supersede or need to attack another heterosexual ship just because i ship those two men yeah i'm calling out those other bitches all up and down tumblr because that's where they always live anyhow so moving on back to freitas and her very bad day um <laughs> because this dude takes out the men kills one of her friends kids toki and stabs yursa what i loved about this fight is that the women didn't stay back they didn't stay huddled together they definitely waited for their opportunity in which to jump in they defended their male counterparts hell they they held on longer than the male counterparts because they some fucking beasts and yersa got him in the neck with the blade but unfortunately that's when she got stabbed in the stomach and then freitas is able to get her makeshift uh uh what do you want to call that uh oh shit they had it in um dark oh what do you call that it's something with a c it's gonna bother me okay it's called a garage i actually didn't look it up as i was in the process of typing it into google it came to me and i bet you i'd be wrong but i think i'm right and she is able to get the leverage she needs to strangle him out but he is such a frenzy that he's still murdering her bestie she's like hang on toki toki's like this bitch is literally squeezing my windpipe he has now crushed it i am now dead then she finishes him off despite and i like that this was hard this was a struggle she had to get the leverage they flipped over she had to continue to hold on for dear life she took some slaps in the face he was trying to punch her it was not an easy kill this guy it's a fucking giant can't imagine what the rest of them are about and afterwards she mourns over toki and yursa who is definitely bleeding out and she does not know what to do later that night she makes a fire she says a prayer to freya like you've always guided me give me confidence guide my friends to valhalla and if so take me with them if that's what it's meant to be and that's what i like about the simplicity of both religions their faith whatever your faith is is that you do take some healing from that because she just went through a, a seriously and it's not the first time in her life she's gone through a serious traumatic event and instead of falling apart 
that's the whole point of religion is is taking comfort by uh, the idea of a higher power or a higher concept being able to change their fate and then you see in the viking world that it's not just an idea which i like to play with that uh, a lot that it is something that is rather tangible and in this case she sees a sparrow and he's like show these sweet my way <laughs> why this song popped in my head but it did and thus she follows on horseback to a little village that is clearly pagan they're pagan friendly and she takes her to the healer they even got a little announcement on the door that says i heal in pagan or come all or this is the hospital and she says my friend needs help and she's like hold this baby and she's straight went to sleep with the baby in her arms that's a good ass baby because any other baby be screaming their head off like where's my mama and where's a titty for me to get something to drink he needs some milk she then puts her baby down to sleep and checks on freitas for her wounds when she has a big one on her back but it's mostly like the worst rug burn ever and then she tells her i'm not christian despite the cross on my back because why would i ever fucking want to brand myself with a cross on my back even if i was christian that's a weird question but (laughs) she tells her about who attacked her the woman becomes scared when she hurt or you know she's definitely like you need to go right now hurry up and get your ass to upsala get your uh get your prophecy because shit about to hit the fan did they follow you because if they didn't follow you they're definitely probably going to find a way to follow you especially after you just told me you killed one of their peoples they ain't the type to forgive and forget this is like serious street violence out here ma'am it's gang warfare and now you brought their asses to our door you would think next episode that they would go ahead and i can see the healer not abandoning but that baby better be gone and so should all those people in the village because they know what's coming down the pipeline at least that woman definitely know what's coming down the pipeline and then Freitas goes and the last we see of her is when she gets to Uppsala. i was actually pretty happy that yursa is gonna make it or or definitely is it gonna die yet but i feel bad because these people show up and they are definitely out for revenge they're like oh hell no you took down one of my people and you took them down like a bitch by strangling them out taking a wind away that's no way to get to Valhalla (laughs) so who's this guy don't know but he seems like he's a problem and he's got a very shiny bald head now let's go over to england and instead of the vikings we're gonna jump into the the politics of king edmund who is not listening to well he is being taken advantage of by his advisors and he's not listening to the one person that probably is always the smartest person in the room you should have let him stay in the room at the time that you were having the conversation with his father when he said you were right because apparently the son needs to hear 
that emma is right emma's always right and apparently no one wants to hear a woman when they try to tell you what's up so she wants to delay the coronation because she realizes with the person they wanted dead because this is about revenge that if you decide to crown yourself king all you do is put a target on our back and they showed up with hundreds and hundreds of votes yes we are trying to prepare for the worst but we also don't need to invite the worst to happen yes he is feeling himself after his one win because he thinks that this is a terrible idea and doesn't want to listen then he goes out and does this uh training session that made me flash back to that other terrible king we all know his name fucking joffrey because he beat up some people that are literally honor bound not to hurt you he thinks that he is ready to go to war because they tell him you ain't going to war you sitting your ass home and we're gonna send strania whatever his name is striona to take care of business because that's why we want to put him out in front <laughs> so we can see why our own ass but apparently he's not getting this message and i thought for half a second that godwin was gonna come through but no he wants to do what the king wants to do and he's trying to goad him by making him feel humiliated <laughs> and wanting to even further push his own personal agenda and at first i was very confused on how he allowed this to happen because i'm like i thought he he talked him down then i realized no he didn't he played him like a fiddle and chose to also play into his his ego i don't know it was very satisfying to watch him get his ass beat like they are afraid to hurt you i'm not now let me prove to you you're no match for any viking warrior and stop preening your chest out there like you're a not a fucking diplomat because <laughs> you sure as shit ain't a warrior like even his form was terrible and i'm not even uh 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 what's the word i'm looking for expert on this shit so after he gets his ass beat there's another meeting with his mother and the other advisors and he's like it's time for me to speak mom you have to stop speaking for me now uh i want to be crown king and i plan this other attack for the marshes which wasn't a dumb attack but it was stupid because it allowed them to know that they know and all you're doing is putting up a dare sign to people who's like you tell them i'm coming and hell's coming with me you hear sir i need you to take a lesson on vikings do you not know your history do you not know what happened to the last king of wessex ain't nobody told you about that blood eagle you know shit ivar called some Vikar viking sons caused some serious damage okay there's a reason why they got the fucking dane law all right <laughs> sweet and why they just y'all just said fuck it plant seeds here do what you need to do 
but alas his mother is overruled and he is coronated and his balls have never been bigger and emma is looking over at godwin who kind of facilitated this whole thing because he approaches her he's like we're gonna have to make this work (laughs) he's like what do you mean me i serve my king and if you want to keep your position of power this is he wants to feel himself he wants this victory he doesn't know how to rein his ambition in however um (laughs) we all know that we're gonna need to really be holding the real reins of this particular victory but i think that she is gonna be right again like y'all fucking assholes keep making the same dumbass motherfucking decisions all the damn time because you need to have a dick measuring contest because this is what it really boils down to yes they have shown up for a war but you and your 14 year old pubescent ass running off with barely any training barely having a strategy meeting about what the vikings are about about who king canute is you don't even know the players in the game and yet you feel the need the first time you get a little taste of power i'm king people bow to me all right i need to make sure everyone knows i have the biggest dick you're you're a fucking idiot i am gonna wait patiently to see him get his come-ups and we already know that his head has been promised to someone in particular (laughs) don't make it easy on him speaking of the 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 main attraction the main event we got harold Leif, and the rest of the gang immediately in a battle in kent they are sacking the town they're killing everyone including the women they do find the lady kent and she is valuable but every other woman apparently is to be murdered <laughs> showing that vikings have no mercy there are no ragnar lothbrooks around here ah if you haven't watched now i'm I'm thinking it more this is giving me more nostalgia for the first four seasons of viking (laughs) damn travis filmo owned that fucking role and i i have to say it i have to say it this this uh whole fight scene was well choreographed however it didn't have the same uh visceral feeling that i'm used to seeing from viking fights the whole idea of the shield wall we all know that it changed up and most people probably have already seen the first series but for those who have not man this was not uh <laughs> one of our better show out show out outings but, but that's not fair because it had someone at the forefront that was clearly enigmatic presence that really pulled you and sucked you into those so this was just a really good you know battle scene i did like the one part where we saw teamwork makes the dream work between leif and and harold where he uh he allowed him to gut the guy while he held him Olaf got his got his rocks off too and it's 
it's uh, crazy that there's this one scene where they go into the church and it's not the not the christians or not the pagan but the christian that is not hesitant to kill a priest whereas there's such a almost like a respect right there's probably vikings like there's this brewing civil war that's eventually going to happen right but there are families on both sides of said civil war so it's almost like a respect like they still are trying to be bound by being viking culture but i think back in in like norway and sweden things are really starting to come to a head where they want to you know you get a seat of that power and you can you know once you start it from the ground up you get to build everyone that's going to be christian and it's going to be something implemented by everywhere and not this allowance of paganism to continue because it's an insult in a way i guess to christianism you, you know how i feel about religion so the plan after their victory well they're upset harold is once he finds out from lady kent that the king is already dead 10 days ago he came to london not to or he came to england not to take london he didn't come for ambition the christians are definitely here for ambition they have roots here and they want to reclaim said roots and now they want to be in a position of power whereas the pagan side even though you have uh harold who is also christian he really came for vengeance and if he can't have the head of the king he really doesn't want to stay but he promises canute uh, king edmund's head instead olaf shows him the marshes uh and they're like this is your plan i'm not sure about this because this seems like a lot but olaf is very confident however he's not confident enough to lead the recon mission no instead he sends leif leif and harold did have a conversation where he's like i now understand why my father loved killing the way he was why he was so efficient at it and yeah i'm kind of ambitious and tired of everybody saying his name maybe i want to have some some notoriety <laughs> i am after all my father's son despite the fact that i come off like uh, a creeping fog or some shit that's the only analogy i can come up with right now he he's a sleepy cat he's a predator he don't need to announce to everyone he is though damn it feels good to be a gangster a real gangster ass nigga plays his cards right a real gangster ass nigga never runs his fucking mouth because real gangster ass niggas don't start fights the rest of the greenlanders go wherever leif goes it's like i will follow him follow him wherever i really love Liv. she's like fuck this walking shit give me a boat in the stars this <laughs> fucking bogs my shoes are now dirty i don't like it i don't like it at all and at night they are met by their guide who is the inside man he gives him torches i'm at he said lord them and only three people did y'all asses was 
pretty much i don't know how they thought this was a good idea i understand you needed the torches but at the same time how did you not think anybody would see those bright ass torches and of course they they are attacked it was a trap to begin with uh off is killed they have to leave i will say the whole trope of no i can't leave him you fucking know he's dead he's bleeding out of his fucking neck there's no coming back from that and you're still under attack and it's clear that you are outnumbered and you're not going to make it unless you retreat just fucking leave you ain't gotta do all the drama and i expected it better from Liv. <laughs> she said life and that was about it life is trying to drown this archer it it goes back and forth for quite some some while and then he gets a concussion he later washes up on the beach and he has some type of vision i don't know if it was a vision or if it was just really just this girl walking through the marshes she was like oh it's a dead man oh he ain't dead the lord blessed you let me give you this cross but i didn't see him with the cross in his hand so i kind of feel as if it was a vision uh but what was beautiful for some reason to me is he looks back up and there's this sword pointed at him like someone's about to kill him and then harold comes out of absolutely no fucking wear and saves his life he was also so nice to the greenlanders he went over and said hey guys no sign of him he's probably dead he doesn't want you to go after him you can you know you can leave i'll handle freitas's debt because they said basically if he's not alive there's no reason for us to be here it's like that loyalty though i need to give me some friends like that you got my back like that mimi and shy i feel like shy would mimi Mm -mm. (laughs) think she would get that straight fuck that shit i'm out But he also is like, you want to go on an adventure, friend? That almost came back from death. He's like, I thought I was dead. You're not. You want to go have some fun? Let's go pretend that we're Londoners because this is a much better plan. I love how he cursed out. And he was so calm about it, too, when he went back. And he told him, Olaf's over there smiling like, oh, it was just probably some backfield. No, motherfucker. We lost people. People are dead. (laughs) because guess what you don't you think that they're dumber you're not giving them as much credit as you should like it's their prize city why the fuck would they not i don't know patrol the marshes and he also gets all up in his face when he tries to tell him you know he was taken down by somebody lighter so canute steps between them and this is an embarrassment for olaf because he was all i can get you in i can get you in and here come here come harold with a way better plan that didn't involve announcing ourselves with burning fucking torches 
and he and homeboy just walk on up walk up in just figure out what they need to know oh shit there's a drawbridge time to get the fuck out of here now that we got the information that we needed i love it i loved it (laughs) this is my favorite friendship unfolding also like the scene between them earlier i know i'm jumping a little bit back and forth where he was stabbing the people and like i couldn't tell i couldn't understand why life couldn't tell it was a mercy like sitting there people are just literally running around partying and you dying out in the street and they is not trying to end your suffering you're gonna sit there and die from sepsis that could be weeks that could be days uh and so in his mind look i'm a viking first but i also still serve my god because i love to kill (laughs) and i'm showing mercy (laughs) and i forgive this person for being a son of a bitch and killing all of my people uh i understand that he did it just for his king which is why i'm giving you mercy and putting you out of your misery there's actually a logic to it man there's a logic to it if you're gonna live that type of life and they're both ambitious men they can be ambitious together love it (laughs) so that is all i got for the recap i think i covered everything so let's head on over to the feedback Valhalla. This is episode three, I believe. Yeah, episode three of season one. Um, I have been uh, doing my feedback in my car on my way to work like I normally do. But with this new car, it hooks up to the Bluetooth. And I think the speaker that is recording is the speaker that's in the car. So I'm not sure if it's low. It sounds lower than it normally is. Um, I tried disconnecting it, but I think it connects itself again somewhere in between so if it's like if it's hard to hear i do apologize but i'm talking as loud as i can right in front of my phone but i don't know if that makes a difference so i did watch this a couple of days ago and i just realized i didn't send feedback and i didn't write notes and even if i did write notes i couldn't look at them because i am uh driving so i'm gonna try and remember as much as i can there were some points that i know i wanted to talk about so i'm definitely going to get that out um the first thing is the actor that plays harold um i kept looking at him and i'm like god he looks familiar i know him from something he looks so familiar and then i looked him up and all the pictures i saw he didn't have any facial hair at all definitely didn't recognize him and none of the stuff he was in that I saw I knew anything about so I was like I must just be imagining things and then I'm watching this episode and again he looks like somebody that I've seen and then I realized it it clicks on me why I find this man so attractive and it's only with facial hair because with facial hair he looks like Chris Evans now I'm not saying that they look like doppelgangers but they have very similar features 
whenever when Chris Evans was playing Captain America in this last um, Endgame. This the last I guess the last couple of uh, Avengers movies because he had the like a beard and a mustache. Chris Evans is fine no matter what, but that beard and mustache did something to me. And Harold looks like him. Now I don't know if anybody else sees it, but I do, and I can't unsee it because he is super fine. So I just wanted to get that out of the way first and foremost because it was bothering me because I felt like I seen him in something, but it's just that he looks like Chris Evans to me. The second thing I want to talk about is this fucking Viking, the way that they fight. The way that this uh, episode was introduced, it's just in a battle and it's fucking brutal. It's like just like one after the like I don't understand how you can live. I don't. I don't understand. I feel like the people that make it from one battle to the next shouldn't be fucked with. Because if you can get through something like that and still be in good spirits, you are either uh, blocking out your trauma or you're a boss bitch. And I don't know which one it is. But I swear the battles, the way they just went from like one fight to the next, like just literally like just slicing through people and like towards like I don't know like maybe like a minute or two within the the battle Harold is covered in blood and this man is just literally just going to the next person not wiping his brow not anything and then even after the whole battle's over and they're talking him and, and Leif are talking casually he's still covered in blood like it's nothing and the man was wearing like I'm pretty sure that was like I don't know some type of bear head or something like like He's wearing it like no shirt, just a like a bare carcass. Like, what the hell? This battle, it reminded me. I'm gonna bring up a reference that Shy's not gonna get, and I'm sorry, but it reminded me of the Battle of the Bastards in Game of Thrones because that fucking episode, oh, it gave me so much anxiety. It was like. All they did was like they lined up everybody and they just said now run towards each other and start swinging. People were falling onto the top of each other. It was like like you might not even die from being like stabbed or hit with an axe or maimed or hit with like some type of blunt object. You would get trampled. Like it was so terrible. I remember watching that episode and being strung through with fucking paralyzing anxiety like I felt like I couldn't breathe it was just so so awful and that's how that battle was it wasn't as intense because it wasn't I guess we don't have as much writing on everything and we don't know both sides we only know the Vikings so I wasn't like the feeling wasn't as intense but that battle for in Game of Thrones is probably like the worst thing I ever saw and it just it was too much for my emotional health and I just get the feeling that this show is going to be like that because when my, my boo thing Leif went underneath the water speaking of which I've been calling him Leif this whole time and I guess that's not how you say it <laughs> I really want to look him up and do some research but I don't want to spoil myself so I think I'm going to wait until after uh, the season since it's not that many episodes and then I'll um, look, it, look up and see what's going on um, the fact that he turns into, like, he does do, like, convert to Christianity, 
Um, I hope we get to see that some <laughs> a little bit in here because I would love to see how Freitas is going to follow or feel about that. But anyway, when he went underneath the water um, and didn't come up, I almost choked. I was like, now I know y'all did not get me invested in this man because I thought he was the main character from the way they were like following him. But you were like, oh, no, he's not. He's just one of the characters. I'm like well shit is he gonna almost die is he gonna be captured like I knew he wasn't gonna die because you told us he has like a a, a, a history but I thought he's gonna be captured so I just thought something fucking terrible was gonna happen to my man and I was feeling utterly shitty about it that was so that was so brutal like how they I don't know why but the smug way the dickhead brother like didn't even care that they got ambushed really pissed me off now I don't I'm not saying that he did it on purpose, but I don't trust the motherfucker. The way he just hurled around, you know, I'm not fighting by these people, but you're willing to sell everything. All you can think about is money. Like, you're not a good person. Don't act like you're a good Christian. You're just like most people. You tie yourself to something and you need a reason to think that you're better than everybody. And if they don't follow you, they're clearly the evil ones. And everything you're doing in the name of Jesus is fine because you're right and they're wrong and I can't stand people like that um I just ugh, I I just don't trust him and uh, another thing is like I guess if they're Vikings maybe it doesn't make a difference but I'm used to like you know I, I I guess he's not a king but he could be I think he's a prince Harold I'm not sure but the way royalty was back then the kings had a shit ton of kids but it sounds like Harold in fuckhead are related by their mother so women were allowed to just go go ham because they look like they're around the same age so she couldn't have been married to both their daddies i'm gonna need the backstory on that um i guess vikings live a different kind of way than the rest of us but the fact that she knows their brothers and they got different daddies i'm gonna need some some stories behind it that's just and like, maybe that's just me but i'm very curious um, because we, we did meet his other brother, um, at the beginning of the, the season, the one, he was in the town that died, so I'm just, I just need to know their, their history, and I hope we get that at some point. Um, I don't need flashbacks, Christina, I could just use some words, maybe a dialogue about it, I'm okay with that. Anyway, um, the other thing is Freitas, like, I don't know. Uh, I'm hoping it doesn't go to this because I, I have a bad taste in my mouth from that last show. You know I can't remember the name of it because I hated it so much. But it was the girl that played Hannah um, in uh, the that stupid teen show. Damn, I didn't forgot the name of that stupid ass show too. Um, but she made those stupid tapes. But it was the Merlin show, and she was like the lady in the lake, and she had the sword or whatever the hell it's called. Remember how they had those people going around and killing, I don't know, whatever that group of people was? It seems like they have that kind of fac faction, too. Um, I don't know if they're supposed to be Christ Crusaders or whatever with, you know, devil... They think pagans are devil worshippers, so they're going around just eradicating them. But the way Freitas and her group were just literally minding their own business, drinking water from a lake, and the dude just popped all the way off for no reason and just started fucking murk, trying to murk people. Um, I feel like 
I, I don't know why, but I thought Kratos was going to be a better fighter than she was. Um, granted, that dude was huge as fuck, but she had that little ass knife, and it looked like she didn't know how to use it. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's possible she does have Leif, and her dad sounds like a savage, so she probably never had to fight because the motherfuckers were bosses, so <sighs> I don't know. But the way she, like, choked him to death, and they realize, you know, based off the, the what she used, that, you know, she was a pagan, they're going to be looking for her. Um, her one friend was wounded, the other guy died, uh, so it seems like she's by herself now. I'm not sure the way that lady reacted, the healer, when she found out that she killed the dude. She probably knows that that's going to make the situation worse, at least that's what it sounded like, the way she told her to just leave. I'll take care of your friend, but you got to go. She was like, I can't have this in my house right now. I hope she really does take care of Freydis' friend, but she looked really scared. So it seems like they're going to um, probably follow the path and figure out that this is the way Freydis went. So I'm curious to see where this storyline goes. Um, I do love how um, Harold and Lave their relationship has blossomed because he told the other people not to go looking for him. He's probably dead, but he ended up looking for Lave anyway. Um, and he found him and he saved him when he woke up and he was like, oh, I thought I was dead. Like, that was so cute to me. And I was like, oh, you better not be motherfucker. You better, you better stay alive or me and you're going to have words, sir. Um, I also feel like the way Leif was looking at that bridge, the drawbridge, I think he was coming up with an idea. And I'm actually looking forward to my man being smart. So we'll see how that goes. I said smart kind of weird. I usually only say it like that when I'm talking to Derek, so don't mind me. Anyway, <laughs> I will end it here. Um, until next time, love, peace, here, greets, black girl magic, queen of the couch, BB, out. That was Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. Unfortunately, no Queen Shy tonight. So when she does eventually hear the reference, she uh, <laughs> might get it. You know, one day she'll, she'll break down and just watch Game of Thrones. I don't, I don't know why she wouldn't just take... I mean, it is a lot of seasons. It's kind of like when people try to get me to watch Breaking Bad and I'm like, oh, but it's so many seasons. <laughs> and they're not like seven eight episodes either I'm like uh and it's older television quality and i know that shouldn't have absolutely no bearing on anything because it's not even that old but uh and i'm watching southland which is of course older <laughs> i know i have that issue so now i know i'm just making up excuses <laughs> uh. Now let's get on to uh, your feedback. Look, the only thing Harold and Chris Evans have in common is that they're both fuckable. But they are not equally fuckable. They are not even close to being fuckable in the same category. And no, I do not see Chris Evans not even a little bit in Harold. Even without his beard. Because I've seen him without his beard too. And I was like, ooh, keep that beard on, sir. Keep that beard on. I'm not saying you ugly. I'm saying... I want to sit on your face when you have the beard. So, uh, I want to sit on Chris Evans' face all the time, anytime. Beard, no beard. You know how I feel about the porn stash. I'm going to call him out on it. You know, I'm going to call him out on it. However, it would not at all deter me (laughs) 
for from not wanting to jump all over that I, I i just i don't know where you got that correlation maybe you just jones in but i don't see it i think that harold is supposed to be a berserker i think that's what it represents that he's what that he is covered in blood and he has the because the whole berserker aspect uh i think i think bears were connected with it or something to that effect i did kind of chuckle just because i was like that thing is so cumbersome in a fight because i need to see behind me (laughs) and it feels like that adornment is just a bit theatrical uh but they probably did wear things like that maybe maybe to try to scare the enemies they did a lot of scare tactics did half the work for them uh people do talk about a lot current days how war is you know oh we're so it's so terrible we're just dropping bombs on people from drones so far away yeah that is terrible but it also beats out being trampled by your own men to death and thousands of bodies some not even dead just laying around on the battlefield as that shit rages on for fucking hours i mean have you have you heard of trench warfare because that shit wasn't nice either war is always ugly and what i loved about the battle of the bastards is it that it gave a very realistic aspect of what that looks like it's not just this beautifully choreographed it's messy it's dirty it's disgusting it's confusing it's frantic and people used to do that with like twenty thousands or hundreds of thousands of people constantly always that's just what we do (laughs) as a human species that shit is like an addiction for for some of us but over the years i would say we have less of a palate for it just how just because it was so fucking terrible but that's very very recent like very (laughs) vietnam ain't that far off and we got what's happening right now so the atrocities can still pile up but even then you know you have you have people like yeah we're in a war but we're gonna set up civilian and humanitarian that shit it didn't exist <laughs> even mankind's like what the fuck men can have multiple wives in viking culture women can divorce their husbands so i'm sure the story is yeah probably quite a story you're talking about that horrible show called cursed i can remember it because the whole show was indeed its title and i was like nah they just christians that's just how the christians roll back in the day it ain't had to be a special call to christian you was just christian you was raping you was pillaging <laughs> the bible used to give some rhetoric that was pretty fucking awful about how you'd be bald yeah they came up with quite quite the imagination those christians and i will say about the the man that did attack their camp freitas's cap is he too was a berserker and you can tell just by the way they kind of go into that trance it's more recognizable if you had watched the previous viking but i could tell right away when they're supposed to be berserker kinds because rallo was too uh but they they are not easily like they're just fucking like they live for the kill of it it's just they're 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 really hard to beat but yeah i agree that she is untrained as well 
and Leif is definitely a man with a plan don't feel bad about calling him Leif because I did for a very long time and then I watched a documentary where they were talking in their own language and it became clear it was Leif so then I said okay (laughs) good to know (laughs) so do not feel bad at all I mispronounce names all the time and sometimes I'll be saying it for years and then someone's like that's not how you actually say it I'm like fuck what knowledge but that indeed concludes our episode if you want to send feedback for our next vikings episode next friday like on couch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and black or magic